Hey guys, hey, hey, it's Cake, Rigid Roosters, hey. Don't forget, everything that we talk about here is our experience. It is our narrative. It is our version of our life and our truth. So don't be offended if if it doesn't match up with, you know, exactly how you feel about all this. You got to remember we're two goofy white dudes from Oklahoma. And please keep in mind that everything that you hear on this podcast is absolutely explicit. And, uh, you know, listen at your own risk. And always remember, fuck them all. We love you guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but, please tell me you're not sick, sick in your dick in the coffee. No, my, my nuts. Oh, okay. That's yeah. and welcome to episode number two of the Rigid Roosters podcast. My name is Cody. Hey, what's up, man? My name's Kate. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Like I said, this is episode number two where we get dark and dirty talking about some of the uh, negative side effects, if you will, of the uh, polyamorous slash swingers lifestyle. Or any lifestyle or uh, coming out sexual orientation, anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. There's always going to be dark sides of it, but this is our personal experiences where we'll start this, let everybody know that you know everybody's going to be different. Uh, you know, the, the way we are, who we are on the inside is different, and the way that our peers and friends and family all react uh, is going to be different from everybody's. Right. So, exactly. That being said, you know, don't remember, your experience is going to be different than ours. Right. And... These feelings that we uh, that we're going to talk about in this in this episode, while um, you know all of our experiences might be different, um, you will have these feelings in your relationship, one hundred percent guaranteed. Um, and the way that we talk about dealing with this stuff might help you, uh, even if you are in a monogamous relationship. Uh, this stuff will help you. Um, I can guarantee it. So, um, without further ado, my friend, let's talk about jealousy for a little while. Ooh, that's such a dirty word. It is, it is. And it's expected, almost, I believe, of uh, poly people, uh, swingers, things like that. It's expected for jealousy not to be a thing, right? People feel dirty mm-hmm. when they talk about jealousy. I, I, I shouldn't be feeling that, or you shouldn't be feeling that, things like that. Um, that's not the case, right. right? Jealousy, in my opinion at least, is a completely normal human emotion. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, being jealous of just not, you know, of this, I mean, you're always going to be jealous of something. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it starts off very young, you know, it's like, I want that. Right. You know, I don't know why I want that toy, but I don't have it. You do. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's where it starts. It's a very natural thing. It's not something you're taught. You know, it's just, it's who you are. Exactly. If you can't own who you are, you can't own your emotions, I mean, that's when you let it win. Right. Exactly. 
So jealousy can come in a lot of different forms, right? It's not just, you know, one type of jealousy is the only type that you'll ever feel, right? Um, if you do a little bit of research into this, you'll find that there's, like, situational jealousy. There's, um, oh, what's the other terms? There's, like, four or five different types that I read about the other day. I'm going to do a little bit more research, and I will post a link to an article that I found. It'll be actually in the uh, description for this episode. Um, you can go and read up some more on that if you want to, because in my opinion, this is really important to talk about, and it's really good information to have. Um, the reason I remember situational jealousy so well is because that's what I deal with most often. Um, and real quick, uh, you know, I give the, the best way of layman's terms on that before we get depth of it. Uh, you know, that's something we both deal with. Uh, my jealousy lies in I like that committed, you know, long-term I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I don't have what you two have. Right. You know, and then where Cody feels it, he feels it's 11 years in. They're committed. They, they you know, it's it's different. It's it's settled. Right. You know, and then, you know, here I am. I've got this ground shaking, groundbreaking, new stuff, experiencing new things together. You know, and that's where Cody's jealousy lies. Right. And, you know, the, the majority of mine, I can honestly say that I experienced situational jealousy before we ever decided to be non-monogamous. Um, you know, I, I have not known what it was until we decided to be non-monogamous, but the truth of the matter is it was there. Um, you know, when Heather would get to take the kids out to go look at Christmas lights and all that stuff at work. Um, whenever, uh, you know, holidays would come around, birthdays would come around, and she would get to celebrate, and I wouldn't. Um, that was situational jealousy that I was feeling, and I just chalked it up to, well, I'm just pissed off that I'm not there, right? So, you know, talking about that, you know, why don't we talk a little bit of the, the, the personal experiences uh, when it comes to uh, that situational jealousy that maybe stories currently, you know, let's, let's talk about the current stuff, you know, that... Uh, Maybe we haven't told each other yet. Right. You know, because there's a lot of that, you know, that, that we, we don't speak upon, you know, directly with each other. But, you know, we talk to Heather about it. And then that may get relayed back to the other one, you know, a little bit. But, you know, but give, yeah, give an example. And I think I can speak for both of us when I say, you know, the reason that we don't talk to each other about this is because we don't necessarily need anything fixed. You know, we don't need anything repaired, need any changes to be right. made. It's just you know, realizing that we have those feelings and that we're dealing with them. But, um, you know, I can honestly say that, you know, like a recent one would be, um, let me think. Okay, so the other day um, I was in a wreck and it hurt me uh, pretty bad. Um, not where I needed to go to the hospital or anything like that, but I was I was pretty fucked up for a good two days. Um, still honestly hurting from it, but it, I'm not near as bad as I was. And, uh, you know, I was in a wreck, and then we had planned on going to help Chris move uh, that day, and unfortunately got into a wreck, uh, got hurt, totaled the truck, and had to spend the evening here at the house, and uh, went to sleep, and woke up, and, you know, told her that, hey, I'm awake, and, you know, I'm I'm up, what are we doing for dinner, and all this stuff, and she was still moving and stuff like that, and I actually didn't see her until 11 o'clock that night. And for some reason, that triggered in my brain. It was like, hey, you should be jealous about this. And um, I'm not really sure why, because, you know, she was just going along with the plans that we had made the entire day. 
but I communicated it to her, and I told her, I said, hey, look, you know, this is the way that I feel about this. Um, you know, nothing needs to change. You didn't do anything wrong. Um, I'm just letting you know this is where my headspace is at. And once I was able to kind of communicate and communicate it and put words to it, it was like I realized, hey, this is fucking goofy. You know, why am I feeling like this? Uh, whenever I know damn well this is what we were planning on doing anyways. I mean, it's natural, though. It's not a lie. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, too, is part of, you know, in our entire lives, we're taught that, you know, in a monogamous relationship, uh, you're always, you know, no matter what else is going on, you're always there for your significant other. Well, the fact of the matter is, you know, now she has got two significant others, and... I need to be better about sharing her in that aspect. You know what I mean? And um, that can be difficult at times. I've got a lot of things that I'm having to unlearn uh, from growing up being told that monogamy is the only way. Um, you know, And I'm not saying that to offend anybody that is in a monogamous relationship and chooses to be that way. That's, that is your choice. But for us choosing to be and live our lives like this, live our lives the way that we truly feel that we are meant to, um, I have to unlearn a lot of those things that I was taught. And that does lead to situations like the other day where I do end up feeling jealous for not really any good reason. Right. Yeah, you know, and, you know, a recent one for me was, you know, it's, you know, it, it's your home, your time home. You know, I get... Up to now, I've gotten 20 days with her by myself. You know, and then I have to share it for 10. But, you know, most of that's yours. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's just getting used to that, that life of, you know, and the, the routine. You know, of, uh, you know, just me and her, you guys text. You know, and that's just what it is. You know, and then when you're home, you know, you, it's, you know, especially when you deal with anxiety and depression. You know, the anxiety brain lies to you. Tells you what's not there. And, you know, you... you and, you know, so I, I'd really get down on myself thinking it's like, you know, it's like something's wrong, you know, like, you know, like, why, why am I not getting the attention that he's getting? You know, I have to remind myself, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, and, and sometimes it comes off passive aggressive and it doesn't mean to come off passive aggressive. You know, it's, you know, it's like, no, it's your time with your family, you know, you with your family, you know, yes, I am a part of that family. You know, I don't ever mean it that way. Um, but, you know, but that's, that's what it is, you know, you, you know, it's, you remember that right. you know and I had you know and but that's it's just you want what you don't have right. you know especially again if it's your party routine we're you know we're white men from the south midwest and routine's routine you wake up in the morning you have your coffee I do smoke a little bit of weed poop mm-hmm. uh, I'm by myself maybe rub it out yeah. that's always good morning rubs mm-hmm. yeah the hot cup of coffee, mm, just like mom made. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but please tell me you're not sticking, sticking your dick in the coffee. No, my my nuts. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've that. heard that you can actually taste through your nuts. Really? Have you heard about that? I've not. So that, there was a trend on TikTok back in 2020, I think. Yeah. Where people were actually dipping their nuts. You think Heather's nuts. still awake? Because I want to see if I can taste her tongue. She wanted me to try it really bad. <laughs> But with orange juice, not her tongue. But uh, she wanted me to try it so bad because she saw this, and it was like people were taking a bowl, and they were putting, like, orange juice, coffee, like, cold coffee, of course.
course, but something with a strong taste in a bowl and seeing if you could taste it through your nose. Now, I don't know why people would think that was the thing, because, like, have you ever tasted your own ball sweat? No, I can't honestly say. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot taste the but inside of my thighs. Isn't that a weird one? Though, you know, because I mean, it's all mind game, but think about it like this look at something, think about what it tastes when you, or how it feels on your tongue as you lick it. You can immediately, no matter if you've licked it or not, you know exactly how it feels across it. It's the, like your tongue says, I know that. Yeah. I can look at that headboard right now and think that would feel fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would. It, it, it's weird the way mine works, mm-hmm. you know, especially because when you're talking about something very serious, and then ADHD brain says, "Ah, let's talk about weird shit." Yeah, you know, but you know, moving back to that, you know, I mean, but that's what it is, you know, jealousy, you know, uh, the the big one we're learning, the big word, situational mm-hmm. jealousy, you know, uh, but you know, jealousy is jealousy, and it's gonna be there whether it's uh, each of us being jealous about what's going on with us or. Mm-hmm. You know, jealous feelings of, you know, I mean, we we both agree on this. We're protectors. Right. You know, if if you do wrong or you hurt uh, anybody within our circle, mm-hmm. you know, you're dead to me. I don't right. care who's forgiving you, whether it's uh, the person we're protecting or your God that you believe in. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm not forgiving you. Right. Uh, you know, don't buy me a hat. Forgiveness is between you and your God. (laughs) Right. Right. But, you know, but you, you know, it's, but that's what it is. You know, it's jealousy. Those are things that, you know, when you have those feelings, it's, if you bottle it up, you know, it's just, uh, the best way to think about it is, you know, if you put the most acidic acid in a, in a mason jar, you know, from the outside, it looks fine. But holding that toxic negativity within you, you know, it's like that acid and it, it eats you up from the from the inside. You know, the outside looks fine. But it's the inside that's really taking that toll. And, you know, and then you get to the point where you've done it for so, you know, you've lived with that for so many years because you're taught to. You know, our whole life, I'm 38, I've been doing that my, since I was a, before I was a teenager. You know, I'm sad, hold it back. Uh, you know, and it, it just, it eats at you. And you really have to learn to work with it and communication talking to people uh anybody mm-hmm. reach out to someone you don't know on instagram or facebook that you just happen to be friends with and you've never actually said a hi to say hi to him say hey can we talk mm-hmm. i just need someone to talk to yeah. it's a neutral ear it's somebody who you know isn't that i've tried to be that to my friends for such a long time and i never had that um you know and you know, when you thought you had it in those old relationships, you know, and that's that's the other side we're going to get through all this is you've been in one long-term committed relationship for 11 years as to where I've been in several, you know. But, you know, you, you really get a lot of those negative, toxic traits that people, you know, gaslighting, anything like that. Uh, and, and you learn them and, and you know, you... you, you, you you're afraid to communicate those things with your partner because, you know, like say me with past uh, partners, that feeling was something I was going to get in trouble for. You know, it's, hey, look, I am having this feeling, this emotion, something that I can't control. It's just there. You know, it's, oh, you don't like that. Sorry. Okay. You know, now uh, I'm holding back emotions. I'm holding back uh, sex. You know, uh, as a 
form of punishment. You yeah, know, and that's something you learn. It, it, but to, to reteach yourself and, you know, seriously, reach out to somebody. Reach out to a friend. Talk. You'd be surprised. You know, it's it's good to have, you know, for me and Cody to have this because Heather is such a, a fixer and a worrier, you know, that, that we understand that we just need that someone to vent to, someone to listen, uh, talk us off the edge. Uh, where we could leave her out of it. You know, but she still understands it. She gets, she gets it. She understands it, and she we, we tell her. Uh, but at the same time, it's we'll come to you once we've had a chance to take a breath, talk each other off the ledge. Boom! Now we we can talk about it. You know, and it also helps for her because then when you know I say talk to her about something, you talk to her about something. You know, we already know about it. We're not taken off guard. You know, when she tells us tells me about something you've been feeling that. She's told you to communicate to me. Right. Same with me. When I communicate to her, she says, you need to talk to Cody about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, by the time that we actually, you know, she hears about it, she could talk to the person because we've already talked to each other about it. Right. And, you know, and we may even know a little bit more about how we feel about it than we've communicated to her. Right. But, uh, you know, because guy brain is a dumb brain. And, yeah, you know, you either want to fart on something, put your wiener in it, or fight, yeah. you know, and, you know, the pew pew freedom freedom seeds and uh, but uh, I, I, I will say that you know it's just like he's saying you know jealousy like we said is completely normal it's a human emotion that you're going to feel but you have to address it and you have to talk to somebody um and that doesn't have to be completely talking the issue out sometimes it's as simple as just a reassurance now i'm about to get real fucking dark real dark I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I promise we will bring it back with more dick and bar jokes. But this is going to get fucking deep for a second. Um, and when Heather hears this, she's probably going to fucking murder me. Um, I'll be surprised if Chris doesn't try while we're in here. But uh, the other day, and I'm going to preface this by saying that I know it was because of my medication. Because I've done the research and I know that this is a side effect of that medication. Um, but the other day... Um, I was in a really, really fucking dark place, and I had some things going on in my head, and it wasn't anything, I won't even say that it was jealousy, because it spawned pretty much out of nowhere. Um, everything was great, I was in a great mood, everything was perfect, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, the thought crossed my mind that, uh, I was driving down the road, uh, thought crossed my mind that, hey, you should run into that guardrail and uh, just let Chris and Heather have the life that they want. And it scared the shit out of me. Uh, I've had suicidal thoughts before. Um, I've actually attempted one time, and it never came on that suddenly. It was always a buildup to it. You know, it was always a lot of things going wrong. But the thought crossed my mind that, hey, you should drive into this guardrail because I was doing like 70. Uh, drive into this guardrail, um, just end yourself and let Chris and Heather have that life. Um, and I shook it off. I was fine for a little while. And I started thinking about that thought. Um, and it came back. And I was at home. And uh, my 9mm pistol was in the bedside table. And uh, I looked down at that drawer and the thought entered my head again. I was like, hey, grab that pistol, stick it in your mouth, and let them have the life that they want. And I didn't understand why my brain was doing this shit. I didn't have a fucking clue. Um, but 
I knew that I could not communicate that to Heather because she would immediately go into fixer mode. Um, she would immediately say, I've got to fix whatever's going on, even though she hadn't done anything, Chris hadn't done anything, nothing was wrong. You know, like I said, five minutes before that first one happened, I was in a great mood. Everything was good. I was on cloud nine. Everything was perfect. And uh, then all of a sudden, it's just boom. So um, we were laying in bed, and she had asked me several times, you okay, you okay? And I kept telling her, yeah, I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine. And I sat there for a second, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I've got to let her know that something is wrong, but I don't have to let her know everything that's going on. So I just reached over, and I said, hey, I love you. Um, I want to reassure you that I love you. I need you to reassure me of the same. And she told me, she said, well, of course, you know, you know I love you. Um, you know, I'm here for you. What's wrong? And I said, I can't tell you. I said, my head's in a really fucked up space right now. But I just want you to know I love you and I will always love you. And uh, that night, I mean, it was full of even more dreams of, um, you know, I, mean, I can vividly recall one where, uh, you know, I racked the pistol, put it in my mouth, and then it was black. And I knew it was a dream, but I woke up sweating and shaking because what the fuck is happening? So the next morning, I got to looking into it, and uh, it turns out that's a side effect of Prozac. It's suicidal thoughts. Uh, intrusive thoughts slash suicidal thoughts. And uh, it's not something that you're necessarily thinking about. It's not something that is even on your mind. It's just, boom, out of nowhere, here it comes. And it hits you like a fucking freight train. Um, and, you know, this is the first time Chris has heard about it. Uh, this is the first time I've really told anybody about it. But um, if you are feeling that way, um, even if it's not the intrusive thoughts, even if it's not because of medication, or even if you don't, want to share everything that's going on with your life um just reach out and get those reassurances that you need you know talk to somebody even if it isn't talking about everything that's happening um there are too many people that think that depression only looks like somebody's sad and crying all the time that's not the case depression is a lot of sunshine mixed with some very very fucking dark times and sometimes the dark times win, and you can't let them. So, you know, and I know that's a lot easier said than done. I'm well, like, yeah, because, I mean, you have to remember, you know, if you really, really think about it, you know, and first of all, I, I, I fucking love you. I love you too, buddy. You know. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you always have to remember with that stuff, you know, just not just you with everybody, but because I do this, this is my silver lining. It's, uh, I always remind myself when I'm having my, my, my dark days, uh, you know, you, the dark days always end. It's like, just because you go uphill, you struggle that walk up or that drive up or bicycle ride up that big ass hill, eventually you will hit the top of the hill and go downhill and it's easier. And the, the easier downhill lasts longer. It's a longer fall. It, it's because that, it doesn't take much for a steep hill to be hard. You know, I think the problem lies though, and I, I don't, I can't speak for everybody, but I know you know you hear people talk about my demons this and my demons that. Well, my demons are extremely convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, my demons often tell me what a piece of shit that I am, uh, and then more often than not, they tell me you know just like in the last episode, I mentioned that we try to find silver linings wherever we can. 
My demons often tell me there is no silver lining. They often tell me that this will not end. Um, because for a long time, it wouldn't. You know, the dark days would turn into dark weeks, would turn into dark months. Um, yeah. You know, there were several times where I would spend an entire month in a depressive fucking spiral and nobody knew about it. And, you know, those those times are fucking hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like Chris said, though, they do end. They, they really, really do. And if you find yourself experiencing those times, because I can honestly say since I've been on Prozac, I have not had one that lasted more than two days. Yeah. Um, two days has been the max. And I'm really thankful for that because those months, mm-hmm. that was fucking brutal, man. Those, there were times there yeah. where I was thinking about how can I do this and make it look like an accident so Heather gets life insurance. You know? Right. Um, well, you know, and there, you know, in my own personal experience, you know, I was with a, a very toxic ex, uh, you know, that spent the, the time we were together convincing me and very well that I was abusive and controlling. Uh, I mean, that's still my, you know, her narrative, which at the end of the day, you always have to remember that you'll never be able to control other people's narrative of you, you know. Just like if you feel down and negative on yourself, you say, no, you're, you're lying to me. I'm not that good. That's not your narrative. You know, everybody has a narrative. but You, you are know, always the bad guy in somebody's story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in somebody's story, you know, Thanos was the good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing what he was doing. In his story, he was the good guy. So to lift it up for a second. There is a whole fucking subreddit. Do you know what Reddit is? Oh, yeah. Okay, there's a whole fucking subreddit dedicated. It's called Thanos Did Nothing Wrong. Yeah. I've seen it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I use it mostly for boobs. But They make some good points on there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They make some good points. You know, but but that being said, you know, I mean, you know, I I spent all the, you know, I spent years, like, thinking about that, but I would every day on the way to work. You know, I drove over a fairly large bridge of a highway, you know, and I had been made to think that not only was I a bad partner, I was a bad stepfather, I was a bad uh, father to my own kid. And, you know, I would drive over that bridge every day and think, this would be easier. You know, and just, well, if I did that, my kid would have a much better life without me. I'm awful. You know, and their life would be so much better without me. Uh, you know, but... But then you have that help, and you get on medicine, and you do stuff, and you see, you see things. You finally get the strength to, to walk away. The hardest part, though, is to, to teach yourself that, you know, the, the, the negativity, that they still, that, the, you know, you'll always be the bad guy, you know, in somebody's story. And just learning that, fuck them. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. You know, because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And... You know, and I've I got some amazing friends, you know, brothers who have been feuding, uh, you know, not only on TV, but in real life for years. One I've known for uh, a few years and one I've known almost 15 years since we've been doing Sideshow. Uh, you know, and, you know, and they were, they were on a TV show about a thing in reality. I just don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't want to throw too much out there for their own personal stuff, but. A lot of people are like, "Hi, ah, that's all fake." No, you know that some of that stuff's real, and you know when it when it comes to that stuff, you just have to you have to deal with it head on. You know, the suicidal thoughts are suicidal thoughts. You know, and 
to say that, you know, you're the only one who feels something is wrong. I mean, everybody does. You know, just it's one of those things where you're taught not to communicate those things. And that's I would go, but we will always go back to communication being the First Amendment to our life because it is uh, being able to commute those, communicate those uh, those feelings uh, between us with Heather, you know, to ourselves. Uh, that's the most important because once you can admit that something's wrong, you know, before we all met, uh, I was a few months out of a uh, breakup. It was still a few months before we met, uh, you know, and I had a hard time with it. You know, and I had to call my brother, you know, we were hanging out at the shop and then uh, his, his shop closed, you know, was closing for the day and walked out to my car, you know, and I reached in the back of my car and said, hey, can you hold these, you know, and. In his mind, because he's never, uh, that he's aware of, uh, dealt with depression or anxiety. Uh, not, you know, not like I do. Uh, you know, so in his head, he was like, oh, because I was about to go out of town. I was about to go out of town for a show. Uh, so he thought, oh, you just don't want them in your place while you're gone. And you're safe. And I, you know, and I was like, yeah. And he literally said, and I said, yeah, uh, no, I'm not okay. No. You know, and it's something that, you know. Granted, it was cool. You know, we talk occasionally, but two weeks after that, I got text every day. Hey, how you doing? How's life? You know, and yeah, which is fun. You get to talk to my brother. Uh, he's one of my, my absolute best friend, you know, and, but to have someone you can just, you to, to be able to do that. I mean, I've had guns my whole life and be able to say, Hey, here, yeah. you know, and, and it feels good to be able to say that, you know, because you can't, you know, if I try to tell these things to my mom, my mom doesn't understand stuff. You know, that was, they kind of the generation of, uh, you know, you're just sad. You'll get over it. Go, you know, go, go run around the block, you know. Have you tried to cheer it up? Have, yeah. Have you tried smiling? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because what, you know, when depression sets in, when the sad, when the down, when the bad kicks in, it's hard to kick. You know, it's hard to get rid of. You know, it's it's there and that's. It is what it is. I would go to the gym, and that's actually how I started getting into the gym, is thinking, well, maybe this is what I need to get rid of the stressy depressies, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, it didn't work. And I would I would be in there every day just, I mean, literally physically hurting myself just to feel good about myself for a minute. You know oh, I mean? and I, I mean, why do you think the, the body, mod, body mod you know industry is so popular? You yeah. know, it's ethical self-harm. You know, you're having a bad day. Let's go get a fucking tattoo. You know, let's tattoo my whole ball sack like a crown royal bag. You know, it's gonna hurt, but man, you know what? My girl broke up with me. Fuck her. I'm. She told me this tattoo was stupid. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> you know, and but but that's what it is. You know, to have that, you have to have those breakdowns. You know, I've spent nights in a hospital tied to a bed. Uh, you know, having to tell the world that, you know. I went there on my own accord when I had to have a friend drag me there. Uh, you know, of course, you know, the pandemic wasn't good on anybody, but being in through the pandemic and uh, the situation I was in, you know, which honestly, at the end of the day, I hope she has a great life. I hope she finds her happy, you know, and it just wasn't with me and my happy wasn't with her. You know, I've since found my happy. I found where I belong. You know, I've got somebody who's not, who's a lot like me, who is open with their their feelings you know it may you know I mean, she may not you know uh be the best with the words and put them in words or uh communicating the day that she feels it 
But, I mean, because as you know. But still we have a partner who is open with us. You know, everything. I've always been to a partner, but I've never gotten back. Well, that's something, too, that she's still learning as well. Right. um, I don't know if I've told you this, but until probably a year ago, I'm going to be real honest. You know, I said in the last episode that that this has led to us communicating in a far better way than Mm -hmm. we have. Really, until about a year ago, I mean, we, we didn't talk about stuff. Yeah. Um, that breakdown that I had with her that night, that never would have happened no. uh, a year ago, you know? And uh, so she's she's still learning. She's still trying to figure out how to communicate a lot of that stuff. And she's getting a lot better at it. She really is. Oh, yeah, you know, because she has to, she does, you know? Even in the, the short time that we've known each other, you know, it doesn't feel short. Like, it feels like it's been forever now yeah. uh, in the most amazing kind of way. Uh, but, you know, I see her point. You know, she is afraid to communicate to us because, you know, we both have what we like to affectionately refer to as bad brain. Uh, you know, and she doesn't want to add to that, which what well, she doesn't understand. She doesn't. We want to hear that thing. You know, it's easy. It's like, you know, why we talk to each other. It's we have that communication, that uh, connectedness of it. You know, the connectedness and it, it's relatability. It's it like you, you said, naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It lets you feel that you're not the only person going through it. Right. I mean, even though, I mean, I fully recognize that depression is huge in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And I get it, but it a lot of times feels like you're alone. It feels like you're on an island. And yeah. to have someone that you know that you can connect with that is feeling the same things you do, it fucking helps a ton. Oh, yeah. You know? Even if it's just uh, someone to send, you know, titty pictures to or, you know, that. Thirst traps on TikTok. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. God, I love TikTok. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but but yeah, exactly. That that's exactly what it is. You know, to have uh, that level of communication. You know, even my brother. You know, someone I've known my whole life, and I can't really. You know, I can't have the same conversation that you and I have. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know his, his experience has been different. Right. You know. Uh, you know, but, I mean, we're a lot alike, and that's why a lot of this works, and that's why, you know, that's that's why it was so easy for her to fall in love. Like, we have a lot of the same uh, personality traits, mm-hmm. you know. I, again, like, I like to joke around, you know, you're you know, I, you're a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll. We're Don and Marie, uh, only I'm, like, a foot taller, and I like good football teams. Um, you like terrible football teams, <laughs> but I <think> <laughs> Yeah, well... Six rings, but no. Brady has six rings. Belichick has more. Uh, how many you got? Uh, wait, how, how many? How many you got? He also plays football. Yeah, we still, we still. I don't think the Chiefs have ever done that. Yeah, that you know, like they're saying that these teams don't I mean, cheat. They, they probably could, <laughs> and then they would have six rings. You know what? Like, uh, just uh, you know, people let other. You know, like let's be honest. Like, you know, the Lions are cheating, but nobody cares because they're still. Because they suck. <laughs> They've got to cheat to be as good as they are. <laughs> uh, you know, and that being said, you know, we just went through the first regular season game, uh, the NFL, last night. No, that's next week. No, the Bills and the Rams were last night. Really? Yes, sir. Bills put it to the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Right through the roof. I didn't even know that was fucking happening. Yeah. Uh, well. 
when you're in a bad football team, you know, it's hard to pay attention to other sports and other teams. Who gives a fuck about the Bills and the Rams, though? <laughs> I mean, the Bills are one of our rivals, so I care a little bit. Okay. I mean, they are an awful team. Should you know, somebody bad. put them as, like, Super Bowl contenders this yeah. year? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. They're a good team, man. They yeah. got a heck of a – oh, yeah. Yeah, they were last year. They are really a really solid team. You know, and that's the thing. You know, you know I'm a Patriots fan. Been there since Bledsoe. I just, I've been there since the hard times, and I'm just, I'm still here. You know, Brady was just a you wonderful just, touch. Just Gronkowski, like terrible, terrible hats, and I get it. You know, I understand. We can't all be fashion icons like myself. I get it. Oh, you know, and you know, let's not talk our fashion because you know Heather's gonna hear this. Yeah, and she's never gonna think that. She's gonna, you know, God, good. Hey. She's going to think I have good fashion because that woman dresses me. All right. <laughs> I am a child when it comes to buying my own clothes. I will oh, buy I've, yeah, I've got black t shirts. Yeah. yeah. Band t shirts and jeans is all that I would have in my wardrobe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jeans. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I grew up early 2000s, late mm-hmm. 90s of, you know, the, the pop punk skater scene. You know, mm-hmm. I still, my pants still hang off my ass and I still think it looks cool and I'm trying to wear them higher, but. All my shirts are black. You know, it's just, can I buy you other colors? You can buy me black shirts with colorful pictures on it. Yeah. You know. If you want to see, if you don't believe, you know, go go to my TikTok. You know, cake show, sideshow, all one word, C-A-K-E-S-H-O-W. S-I-D-E-S-H-O-W. You know, see the video. I got it pinned at the top, you know. You you can, you know, the first video is pinned up there. You can really see it. It's It's our relationship. The three of us, you know, you can see how we all, the the fun we have, yeah. you know, and those are the ones when we have these bad days that we go back and we can look at. Right. You Whenever know. we're feeling the jealousy, is we go back and look at yeah. how how good we have it and how awesome this does work. Oh, yeah. And that's when you can say, okay, this is not necessarily a goofy feeling because it's valid. Yeah. You know, it is something that you deserve to feel, but... You can look at it and say, okay, this is unwarranted. Oh, yeah. You know, and to a lot of it, I mean, big life event going on currently, you know, it'll have been gone on for a while by the time you guys hear this. But, you know, I recently just moved, you know. Uh, it's been an hour away this whole time, and we found a place. I'm seven minutes away now. Uh, got my lake house. I'm five minutes from, you know, the lake, which is awesome. But, if you know, I've been looking for a long time to move out of the city. You know, I want to move out of state. Uh, of course, you know, I mean, being a performer, there are much better places than, you know, Oklahoma that I could be as a performer. Uh, but just could not get that motivation. You know, and then we met, and, you know, I communicated that want to be away from Oklahoma City because it just it's draining to be in a bigger city. Uh, you know, when, when you've got different morals and, you know, most of the people around you, you know, like I said, you know, we're, we're down the middle. We don't agree left or right. You know, we think both have good points, but the rest of them have awful points as well. Yeah. Uh, I have some unfortunate news for you. Yeah. If you're worried about your morals aligning, rural Oklahoma is a terrible place. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Anyways, but yeah. The winner is there are less people out here that exactly. you will not align with. Right. Yeah, I've got less neighbors. I, you know, and I've, I, <laughs> I live in noble America. Yeah. 
you're, you're the smoking pot, you know, or you're drinking beer. Like, you can't yeah. be mad at those people. It's still a country, you know, yeah. but, you know, but, but, yeah. The from thing thing I love about hour, most people out here is they don't give a fuck what, what, yeah. what you do, what you believe in. Oh, exactly. They, they're yeah. just going to let you do your thing. Yeah. As long as you're not interfering with them, they're not going to interfere with you. Right. And that's why I fucking love it out here. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, so that's the big life event. You know, Heather put that, that, you know, she started looking, man, when, when a, you know, when, when we made that decision, it's like, cool, I need to find a, a job a little further south that I enjoy more. Pushed and pushed, you know, would find, you know, I say push, but not in a bad way. You know, I love getting, you know, opening my phone. I haven't looked at it after, you know, a few hours because I'm at work and I've got 20 text messages, you know, direct message on Instagrams, you know, and all the TikToks, yeah. uh, you know, and, you know, even emails, you know, all from her, you know, whether she's, you know, sending me a job or uh, a potential apartment or house or, you know, uh, just like I said, TikToks or memes or whatever on whatever. Um, you know, I love that. Absolutely. I love that. That's, that's one of my favorite love languages that we have, you know, of hers. And, and to sidetrack that a little bit, guys, if you know somebody that is going through the depression or is dealing with jealousy, things like that, you know, say your significant other is dealing with a little bit of jealousy, doing something as simple as sending them a few text messages, uh, some videos on TikTok, you know, funny things that you find, things like that, super simple, takes like five seconds, that will ease minds like you would not believe. Um, when he said it was a love language, it really is. You know, it's, that's a hundred percent fact, um, and that's that shows that other person that hey, uh, I'm still here. We are still together. We're still a thing. This is still happening. Right. You know what I mean? Just something simple. Uh, you know, hey, I love you. You know, something like that. Right. You know, and it's always it could be something as simple as that, or you know, even something even as simple as like the other night, uh, I stayed home with the kids. Well, you two had a date night, you know, uh, and that was something that you have to watch from afar as me and her do. And you guys got to do it. And the least I could do was, you know, stay home with the kids, eat pizza, uh, watch awful Disney shows. Oh, terrible. Uh, just only because of like the, the, the tween and teen shows. It's like, what? 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 Fucking zombies or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, How dare they? How fucking dare Disney do I, zombies like that? And I, werewolves. I can't lie. I kind of like the zombies. They have made a fucking mockery I out of zombies like and it. werewolves, and I hate them. The Disney them. villains ones with the kids? I love it. Love That one's okay. <laughs> that one's okay. But, but they also got Marvel. Like, like, let's be honest. We just were... we're the most recent episode where we just finished episode three of She-Hulk. Yeah. Right? Well, I shouldn't feel that way about a CGI. I do, though. You know, hulking, twerking with Meg the Stallion. That you were talking about. The only reason that I like that show is because I know the actresses are over eighteen, and there are two of them that are hot as fuck. See, I'm still. We we, this conversation we have all the time is. I look at them. I'm like, I don't care if you're twenty. You're still closer to my daughter's age. And this goes back to the uh, the difference in our like sexualities, right? For me, as long as I won't go to jail, fucking game time, right? For Chris. It's a little bit different. Well, yeah, the, yeah, emotionally. Plus, that also being said, again, I am a performer. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a public figure. You know, I can, you know, that's 15 years of hard work and 
hurt body to to lose because I want to yell how much I think you know she has a nice pair of titties on her, mm-hmm. you know. But it is what it is, you know. I'm no, you know. But but I also don't want to be that person, you know. It's you know I don't I I don't believe in sexualizing people, you know. I or you know it, there's I can a tell good. You <laughs> well, you know, and, and that being a thing, this is something, you know, as far as the jealousy stuff and the, the bad brain stuff, and this is something we all, you know, the three of us have talked about in depth with my bad brain stuff is, you know, I because Cody, as we know, we'll talk more into this next time, is uh, he has a hot wife kink. He likes the fact that me and her have sex. And uh, we'll get pictures and videos of it as well, you know, to, to sue that because I'm not into the in person watching or you know sharing at the same time thing even you know uh just have never had a positive experience with it uh not for anything bad but just for whatever reason whether it be during sex or after you know before whatever anyways but you know it's just dealing with a lot of that you know it's feeling like i'm a i'm a kink you know and that was something that first weekend when you were back you know i, I really dealt with that you know, I've I dealt with that a couple times since, but we we've we worked through it. You know, whether it be me and Heather working through it, or uh, me and you talking about it. You know, and it's got you know it's gotten better once we kind of we establish boundaries and boundaries are set. And once those are talked about, after it may take some time. You know, uh, to really understand, like, you know, I'm maybe not communicating the full length of where my boundary is with it, as to where. You know, so it just is misunderstood or, you know, whatever. But you take that time. You communicate it. You had those hard talks. You know, we had a hard, me and, you know, me and Heather had a real hard hour-long talk one day about it. You know, cried on the phone uh, because, you know, something kind of happened with that. And we talked about it. And, you know, she felt, uh, I felt kind of used. She felt kind of unattractive because I was like, are you sure you're okay with this? Because she wasn't in the mood. And then, you know, it's like, long story you know but you know and and but that's what it was and we worked though we talked about it you and me talked about it immediately over text because you're still out of town and worked it out you know but that's again the communication that's what it really has to be and that's how you work through things like bad brain and jealousy and depression and you have to communicate those things so reaching out to a friend just ask for a hug you know like just I can't tell you how many times I've had friends, you know, just want a hug, you know, and I've, you just got to be there. You just got to be there to be that hug, whether it's, you know, one of our kids who just want a hug, you know, the boy has come up to me and he's, you know, just had a hard day, you know, he has to deal with, uh, you know, all the girls. I'm just the only guy that he has sometimes. And, you know, he just needs a hug, you know, and and you get it to him. I know he's gotten it from you and, uh, you know, I see him do it, you know, just. But sometimes that's all you can be. Mm-hmm. Just be somebody to get a hug. Be somebody's hug. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say that you know any of the issues on the uh, darker side of this can be solved with clear communication, honesty, and just being there for one another, right? Yeah, and you got to remember too, everybody's experiences are different, and you know it may not be. I mean, it's it's no, it's a band aid. You know, it's it's a make you feel better. You know, it's you're not bleeding, but I got a bandaid over it. As a kid, that's all you needed. Yeah. You know, you you, you didn't need it, but you got it. Yeah. Uh, 
but keeping all that hidden, keeping all that taken up, taken away from each other is just, it's silly. Just communicate, talk, you know, so that way when you need it, you have that level of open communication. If you're going through your, through a hard time and someone says, Hey, I need to talk. You got to communicate. Hey, I'm having a hard time too. You know, maybe it's not best. We just find a different way to talk, you know, to distract each other. Right. You know, uh, and sometimes that's all you need is just a distraction. Oh, yeah. You know, but I think that's uh, that, that's really important to have is, you know, the, the communication, you know, like he was saying with a Band-Aid, that, that what he's talking about is keeping things buried. That's, that's your Band-Aid, right? If you want to fix things, if you really want to attack these things head on and get ahead of them, then that communication is key. Um, jealousy, that's something that's always going to be in any relationship you're always going to have jealousy with friends, uh, work relationships, uh, love relationships. You're always going to have jealousy. Uh, the way to deal with it is recognize that you have it, accept that you're going to have it, and then communicate the reasons that that jealousy keeps popping up. That's how you address your jealousy. That's how you fix this jealousy. Uh, not that it's a problem, because it's a perfectly natural human emotion, but it can become a problem if you bury it and you let it fester for that long. If you slap a Band-Aid over it and just say, no, nah, I'm good, then it's going to sit there and it's going to stew, and you're going to end up exploding at some point. And you don't want that, right? Right. We've talked a lot about mental health on this episode, and one day soon um, I'm going to have my buddy uh, TJ on. Um, TJ hosts his own podcast called Never Broken. Um, it's all about mental health. Uh, more specifically, uh, it's men's mental health, but really anybody can listen to it and get some really, really, really good information from it. Um, TJ and uh, all of his buddies on that podcast, they're all vets. Um, TJ is a, a combat veteran uh, from the Marines. Uh, I believe his buddies are too. So um, if you want some really good insight, uh, go listen to their podcast as well. Um, please remember, uh, rate us five stars on whatever, uh, platform you're listening on, whether it's Spotify or uh, iTunes. Um, even if you hate us, dude, seriously, give us five stars and tell us why you hate us and how we can actually earn your five stars. Please. Yeah. Don't, don't just say, ugh, the, the, the one with the stupid name talks too much and he stutters. Yeah. Cool. You know, like. Be more specific, like what you don't like to. Yeah, yeah. Don't attack me. Yeah. Don't be a troll, dick. Or you know, put five stars and tell us your favorite sandwich. That's cool too. Yeah. You don't have to write a glowing review. Oh no. Put five stars and tell me tell and and tell me how you have a bigger you know genitalia than I do. Yeah. You know, I would love to hear about it. Like, good for you. I will sing your praises. How many dick dick jokes did we make? It was way too serious an episode to do dick jokes. It was. But, but I'll tell you what. When you yeah. give a politician Viagra, he gets taller. Oh. Uh, get it? Because uh, You know, if you were a politician, I'd give you Viagra so you could get taller. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I mean, it was the, the post on Facebook, the, it was very made clear that, oh my God. I'm only six foot, Cody, and that picture made you look. Three. I am five foot eight and a half. Five foot nine on a good day. All right, I am not that fucking short, you sons of bitches. <laughs> but that, you know what, guys? If you ever need a hug, man, for real. Hopefully, this episode airs before. But October first, I will be in Denver, at the uh, at the Oddies and Curiosities Expo downtown Denver at the 
Denver uh, Convention Center. Uh, please come see me, man. Tell me you saw, you heard it here. You saw something on TikTok. Um, come say hi. Uh, you know, if you just need a hug, just say, hey, I just need a hug. I'll give you a hug, man. No words needed. Just give me a hug. I don't care who you are. Uh, just take a shower at least. But At least wear deodorant. At least. Maybe a little bit of good cologne. Yeah. You know, no axe. Like, don't be cheap. <laughs> but, but seriously, yeah, I mean... Yeah, come see me. Keep in touch. Uh, you can find me, like I said, on TikTok, Cake Show Sideshow, all one word. Instagram, they call me Cake. Uh, follow the Captain Sideshow on Facebook. Uh, Cody, where can they find you? Uh, I am on TikTok as MacDaddy518. Uh, I'm also on Instagram under the same name. I'm not going to give you my Facebook because y'all are creepy. Yeah, it, I don't yeah. want to know who's talking to me. And Mac Daddy, for those of y'all aware, it's not a semi truck. M A C D A D D Y. Yeah. Five one eight. Mm-hmm. I'm not five one three. I don't care about your birthday. You better change it to your It's five one eight. I've heard that story. I'll make sure that. Mac yeah. Daddy five one eight. And uh, something we're gonna start doing in the future is we're going to take questions on TikTok. Uh, but we're not gonna answer them on TikTok. We're going to start putting them on to the podcast, giving you shout outs with your Put them in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Put them in the comments. Comments are a great space. Yeah. Don't put them in Q and A because they get lost. Um, put them in the comments. We'll see them more easily there. Um, we'll uh, we'll do videos for the Rigid Roosters podcast. We'll actually eventually set up a, a Rigid Roosters uh, podcast channel on TikTok as well. Um, and then you guys can follow us there and ask us your questions there. Yeah, like we're going to do some live recordings and stuff, so that way you can hear a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, all that fun stuff. So, I mean, that's definitely what we want to do. You know, hold on. I was trying to find the video you posted the other day. Well, I want to say that kid's name, the, the guy's name who sent you that. What was their name? Not the Railroad Bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. You know, so they're all, I mean, person. Blue, we don't blue, know. Blue, blue, yeah, blue collar and uh, Polly. Yeah, yeah, blue collar and Polly. That's that's pretty rare. Um, and, you know, I didn't mention it on the first episode, but that's one of the reasons that I've always wanted to start a podcast about this, or at least for the past, you know, two years, is uh, you don't find a lot of people in, uh, in our lifestyle in my line of work. And, uh, you know, blue collar is typically more uh, right wing, uh, more conservative, more uh, traditional values. And uh, I am not that. So um, it's not really hard for me to fit in out there because I am a people person. Um, I tend to adapt to my surroundings and I tend to you know, pretty much be able to fit in wherever I'm at. But uh, This Larry said it best, I, I'm an asshole. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's why I fit in so good out there. But, um, yeah, so not the, what was that? Not the Iron Railroad Bicycle. Yeah, not the okay. iron, not the, yeah, that guy. Not the railroad bicycle. Not the railroad bicycle. Yeah, thank you for the follow. Thank you for your question. Um, I hope you went and followed. Uh, he, yeah, they did. They did follow me, and I'm sure everybody follows Heather. Have yeah, you seen how hot? Got, Golly. God, she's so fucking hot. Um, Y'all see a little bit of on TikTok or, you know, wherever else she posted, but man... Let me tell you what, guys. The parts y'all don't see, and I'm talking. I'm not even talking about the physical stuff, man. Yeah. Me personally, I'm talking about the heart <clears throat> of that woman. You guys have no idea. She has a big, gorgeous, beautiful, perfect ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest about it. But the size of that woman's heart is 
a million times bigger. She has love for everybody, you know, and people who don't deserve it. Uh, and she's got really pretty titties, too. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, yeah. Yeah. yeah great. So, let's close it out on... Uh, you know, the whole thing we, we talked about, about tongue tasting and feeling what things feel like? Mm-hmm. I could feel her nipple on my tongue just yeah. then. Yeah, I nice thought I thought about that. <laughs> let's close it out on our lifestyle fact of the day. Did you know that a single male experiencing the either polyamorous or swingers lifestyle. Do you know what they're called? I do not. A blue fish. A blue fish. Mm -hmm. Did you know that I did not know that? I didn't, but now that I do, and now you can't say that anymore. I can't say that, that. yeah. Guys, love everyone. Love yourselves, because I love you. That's right, but always remember, fuck them all. Ride the lightning. Yeah. See y'all next time. Yeah, hey, don't forget, bring back Eddie, guys. Stranger Things, man. I'm yeah, sad about so that still. Yeah. And uh, five stars and all that good vibe.